periodically, I like to give advice and uh, try and help people to which the best I can. Um, you know, all things being considered, of course, including the fact that my advice may not always apply to you, and uh, you might serve to benefit doing the opposite. But yada, 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 all that uh, caveat out of the way. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people, I think, they uh, come up to me, and, uh, and they know I use Twitter a lot, and I think Twitter is a useful tool, and I seem to be getting a lot out of it, but are unaware of how to start uh, their Twitter quest and what to do to start getting the, the things in your algorithm that you want to see. Um, now, uh, I think that there's a couple things you can do to, uh, to start. That Twitter can be a little intimidating when you uh, first start out, but I would start uh, looking for people whose like opinions you respect and um, then kind of go off who they're going off and it's just kind of like a domino effect how you find uh, people that you once uh, knew before and they're posting uh, frequently and then uh, frequent poster and frequent uh, people related to them who are posting and it's just kind of a domino effect uh, that takes you into all kinds of places you can also hashtag and um, uh, start searching by topics and then following people from the thing and even if they don't like what you uh, even if you don't like what they say you could follow you could see the comments and see who is uh, you know providing the best argument against them and then go uh, into into searching for that person and you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but uh, it's a very useful tool for information and news. And um, uh, one thing it is not so good for, and one thing uh, that my legit piece of advice that I want to offer you if you're first getting onto Twitter is to not check any of your replies or comments. And... Um, it's kind of weird with one of those things where either the most good or the most bad things kind of get um, up to the most and um, the, mo the the best arguments get attacked the most. Uh, shit like that, you know. Um, when you're first starting, it's not really going to do any good to you to uh, have Jeff74256782929 coming at you uh, uh, about uh, about some uh, minuscule point that uh, maybe you uh, didn't get completely right and having to go down the path of trying to rationally argue with someone who just doesn't really give a shit in the first place. So that's my number one tip of advice is if you're first starting on Twitter, don't read replies, don't read comments. Leave comments, follow things, take uh, you know a few months, search some hashtags, and get some uh, get some followers who post frequently. You do not want to uh, follow someone. They might have a lot of followers, but what are they posting? Are they posting by themselves? Is it just promotion? Shit like that. You want to post people who are uh, 
posting thoughts and uh, and things on a daily basis and uh, on not just promoting shit. Hope that helps you on uh, your start of your Twitter journey. No comments. Blind yourself from them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World According to Kyle podcast. What's up, everybody? A, another fine day. Uh, if you want to follow me on your fine social media platforms, I'm on YouTube at TWA2K. I'm on Twitter at Kyleverse. I'm on TikTok, Kyleverse. I'm on Instagram, KyleMax86, Reddit, TWA2K. If you have questions or topics you would like to see covered on the show, slide into one of my DMs. For now, you can catch me on YouTube and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Also, my private RSS feed. Search up TWA2K. All right. How's it going, everybody? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, why is because I was just checking the episode uh, numbers and this is I'm already on 34 I uh, I had a real big setback of a year and the goal was to get to 37 so like I could legit maybe get there right now this is four so five six seven I would have to get four more out before the end of the year now I mean I had some personal drama uh, affecting my my life this year and had a lot of uh had to take a lot of weekends off uh much more than i expected and anticipated so you know i uh i'm glad i got to the number or i'm getting up in the numbers and close to uh my goals all things considered uh in this year in this mad maddening type of year so uh you know we'll see what happens with the rest of this um, the goal is to go video, so I'll, I should be on video the start of 2023. It's been glorious. The year's been flying by. The topics keep coming. Uh, nothing short. There, you know, there's no shortage of things to uh, things to riff about. That's uh, that's for sure in today's day and age. Now, um, before we get into the, um, you know, the more fun uh, topics, we should kind of let, let's uh, get some of the serious stuff out of the way first. Now, uh, I did want to just have a quick PSA on a couple of these, uh, a couple of these more serious topics before we have a little fun and... Uh, talk about sports and the less serious matters in life now um the rise in anti-semitism has been quite alarming and um really i feel is very uh undeserved and uh unwarranted i mean not that any sort of racism would ever be but it's very unwarranted and very un uh and it's very um, undeserved. undeserved. Um, and it comes from a place of, I think, fear and uh, and um, and hatred, basically. Um, 
And because, you know, and I live in a Jewish community right now, and I, I just feel like I have not had a more kind of... Um, even though we believe in different things, uh, the mentality and the mindset of, uh, of a, a Jewish person and the mentality and the mindset of a Western male are very, um, you know, we just believe fundamentally in different things, different upbringings shape, shaping us. But I find like despite that, uh, despite the... Um, Despite the differences uh, in in faith and ideology, that uh, you know, Jewish people are some of the most uh, um, like great people to have in your communities. They're very um, uh, intellectual, and I'm a very intellectual uh, intellectual person. Like, and all this hate goes towards them for you know getting these jobs inside of like. Uh, fields uh that but they're just i mean they're uh the culture shaped them to be very intellectual that's why they're good at lawyership and um accounting and uh and and these things they're very they're very disciplined intellectually and i am someone who values intellectualism i like you know i'm a very uh I like athleticism also, but I can also relate to uh, super smart people also. I'm just one of those weird people who kind of just uh, 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 is such a tweener, is is just uh, wedged in between, uh, you know, a rock and a hard place between like, uh, you know, the two different sides. But I can appreciate when... uh, when the when a culture has a dedication towards you know academic uh, academic success there's lots of uh middle eastern uh like lebanon that have a strong uh, in greece that have a strong dedication to uh intellectual to uh to the mind and uh, and uh, you can tell within um the w- within the jewish uh communities i've never had a problem with um with with Jewish people and um, uh, starting shit or like they're just always just you know cool with uh, and just want to do their thing and um, now let's put aside the stuff for Israel for now and just like I mean uh, we can have a uh, a different opinion about about whether Israel uh, is is um, is uh, justified in taking uh, Palestinian territory and that can be a separate discussion and um, just it's really just so super unfair the hate that they have been given uh, considering the past that they have had to overcome and to be in the position that uh, that they are uh, Jewish people to be in the position that they are considering, despite the 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 tragic past that they have had, uh, to to be um, you know to be on the on the world stage and be like uh, um, you know teachers and lawyers and uh, and really have a a, a 
a strong basis for um, developing or, or for finding their place inside of a democratic society. And there's always examples of the of the opposite and super like you know funky Jewish people and super uh, sporty Jewish people and that's why you know it's all about how you integrate and how uh, and how you behave in in your in your societies and there's never anybody uh, I've seen who've been just more um, uh, more chill and not having to worry about despite the differences that we may have uh, in faith, uh, you know, I don't worry about, um, <laughs> you know, a, a hostile uh, uh, revolution happening <laughs> by, uh, uh, by my Jewish brothers and sisters. So I just want to get that out of the way really quick. It's, it's a shame. And, uh, and I, you know, these people who are, uh, spouting this hatred and this nonsense you don't have a right to be on these platforms and uh it's just like if a bouncer doesn't want you at a bar no plat you don't have the right to be platformed and spread like bigotry and hatred and that's up to the platform not up to you and it is not a infringement on your free speech rights it just makes the environment more uh palatable for the most amount of people who uh who would be on that said network now the uh other uh there's two other tragic kind of news stories try and get through them relatively quickly there was uh that guy uh the journalist who was covering soccer in qatar uh, he was wearing a rainbow uh, pride shirt, and he was uh, asked to uh, take it off while he was there. I guess he was detained while he was there. He was sent, uh, released from being detained, and uh, he has recently just died while covering a soccer match. Now, to look at something like that and... Uh, not suspect foul play or like like to say he died of natural causes uh, is uh, would be the skeptics position I would say uh, but that being said I mean you have to understand the place you're going into and the country you're going into and they don't have they don't have to do things your way our way and the way we do things in the west with tolerance and uh and that that doesn't that doesn't fly everywhere and um a lot of these places are super traditionalist and you just uh like the next topic we're gonna bring up too is about this exactly why would you go somewhere if they hate gay people and then protest and make a point of your uh, of yourself while you're there. Now, uh, do I think gay people have a harder time in a place like that? Yes. Do I think that uh, it's not fair to them? Yes. Do I think that you know they, that uh, these sorts of um, this sorts of um, discrimination should be tolerated? 
yeah, I do not believe these uh, the discrimination should be tolerated. But different places and different um, different cultures come to realizations at different times, and just you know, be happy that you're in a place where you're uh, where you're not you're not just dis- we're doing something like that is a big deal. Okay, you're by going and doing this sort of grandstanding in a country that you know is not cool with it. That's not I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that's a great look on on uh, us regardless of the of what happens to you. And, you know, I, I think uh, if, if uh, what happened in Qatar is that the guy just got sent home, I would have thought really high, I would have thought really well of, uh, of, of Qatar because, you know, he was clearly going and trying to ruffle some feathers uh, a little bit. And you're just not understanding the place you're in and where you're from and like how lucky you should consider uh, where the, the place that you're living in and being able to hold these thoughts and protest. It's you owe it to yourself. I was telling, I was telling my buddy this the other day, I say you owe it to yourself to understand any country you're traveling through and their geopolitical uh, happenings of the moment, and and especially a place where you're gonna be like uh, residing, whether it be for a couple days or a couple weeks, you're really doing a disservice to yourself to not understand the culture, uh, the current political climate and dynamics happening inside of that culture. And did that guy know what he was doing would ruffle some feathers? 100% yes, he did. 100% yes, he did. Does that make it fair that he likely got killed uh, uh, doing it? No. But... I mean, what are, what do you want? What do you want to do? You uh, you you go to another country and um, and uh, parade your values around when you know that they're not cool with it, and they're trying to uh, hold people on a world stage to celebrate sport, which you know ha- is it it brings people together, okay, and. You know, human. I do think it's a it's a factor of human rights. Uh, if you're allowed to be gay or not, if you're allowed to do a lot of things, and it is a factor of human rights. These places have not advanced to that point, and there's a lot of flaws with their society because of that. All you can do is be the best example of who you are over here. Stop trying to, uh, you know. That because that creates more hostility than it solves. Go going over there, and you know it was a good thing that Qatar hosted a World Cup and had all these all these uh, countries there, and it wasn't a complete debacle. And we can see signs that it's starting to get along. And then you go there, and you're trying to be like a turd in the punch bowl. Uh, you should like it's expected that something like that would happen 
doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But what? Do you want us to uh, start World War Three because you went to a place that you knew had uh, strict, um, uh, that had like strict laws against who you are? Or same thing with the dude in North Korea. You're going to go to a place and try and steal a propaganda poster where there's a dictator who controls everything and try and embarrass them and make them look bad and then fucking oh geez now my human rights are being are being violated you owe it to yourself to know the political happenings of any country that you pass through let alone go to for a uh, extended period of time and the same thing applies to Brittany Griner. Now, could she have been, uh, could she have been, could that uh, CBD or whatever been planted? Yes, for sure. Even if it is against uh, uh, Russian law and she didn't know, it certainly could have been planted there. But I'm not even gay and I wouldn't step foot near uh russia at the in the last 10 years because of their um teetering towards uh dictatorship and these uh extreme um anti-western sentiments coming out of there now i understand that they're paying you to play basketball in this uh league but i mean at a certain point in time there's no amount of money that's worth uh, your life, is there? Like, you make a couple hundred thousand dollars extra living there, but you know who you are, and you know what type of country that is, and you know that uh, that um, the, the type of power that the leadership has there, and they don't necessarily have uh, fair courts for human rights. And we just have to be a good example over here. We have to be a good example over here. We cannot expect the rest of the world to uh, adopt this um, new age uh, morality and, and accept it. What you do do is give your money and your time and your uh, 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 personal energy to the places who are, are accepting of you. Don't try and uh, change places that aren't or be surprised when you get in a situation that in a political situation that you can't come back from it's always it's always good to make a point but at a certain at a certain point you are making uh you're making your country look bad because you are uh, you know, you are trying to force your views onto uh, onto another culture and another group of people. And if they really wanted it that bad, they would fight for it. And now some of their levels of control are not what they are, but a country doesn't owe anything to you. But to be there, you owe you owe it to yourself to know enough about your country where you're not gonna, or know enough about the country you're going into, to not ruffle any feathers, right? At least uh, I'd hope so. So that's it. Let's uh, let's uh, finish those. Uh, that that was a. 
that was a long ass PSA. Holy shit! But I, I felt it was necessary to kind of, um, you know, hash out the TWA2K positions on uh, the stupid shit happening um, around me before we get into some of the fun topics. So, fellas, I don't know if you tuned in for my um, last podcast, but I was um, I was uh, watching. It was kind of me watching the uh, Bengals game live when they were playing uh, the Chiefs. So <laughs> uh, it was quite an emotional roller coaster, as you could imagine, if you uh, if you followed um, the game at all. Um, now I had some kind of post-game thoughts, and um, I just wanted to share them really quick. Uh, I was quite—if you followed all the way through, which uh, you know, Lord have mercy—if <laughs> if you did, uh, you would have seen that uh, I was quite upset at the end of the game. Now it turned out it worked out for. It worked out for the Bengals, but uh, it was not um, it was not as good as it could have been. We could have uh, really um, we could have really put a boot to their throat there. Now let's leave aside a couple of the um, a couple of the missed opportunities earlier, and just talk. And we'll focus on the end of the game. Like Boyd dropped the. Uh, Touchdown, which was four points. Uh, Taylor went for it on fourth instead of kicking a money, uh, like guaranteed field goal with Evan McPherson. You're supposed to take the, you probably should have took the points there, but I could understand going for it. It was like short enough distance uh, away. But um, <clears throat> when you think it's going to be a close game, just take the points, right? If you think it's going to be, uh, you know. If you think this game is going to be decided by less than a touchdown, then you got to take the points. <laughs> if you if you don't if you see it any other way, then go for it. But always remember, if it's a close game, just take the points. Take the points. Uh, so let's leave those plays aside. Again, the Boyd dropped uh, touchdown and the. Uh, the deciding to go for it uh, instead of kicking the three points with Evan McPherson. Now, and this is what I uh, is what has upset me before about Zach Taylor is his end of game um, game management. Now Burrow bailed him out there, and. Um, on that third and eleven pickup with the perfect throw and T with build him out also with the perfect catch, but this this was not a strategically well executed. Uh, and you know all these coaches want to talk about execution for the players. What about for you guys? Where's your execution and where's your um, cuz? I uh, I distinctly remember. When um, when that second down play hit, it was so Bengals got a penalty on the play and it came back. Uh, now, um, now Bengals got a penalty on the play, it, uh, and it 
and it came back, right? And Zach Taylor, he uh, the clock was running because the play was stopped um, in bounds. And uh, Zach Taylor takes a timeout. He takes a timeout on um, with 159 left instead of running the clock down. Like when when there was like four minutes left and we're driving and we're picking up first downs, you got to be all like Kansas City drains all of their timeouts. Time is their uh, uh, killing time is their enemy at that point. And you got to be able to understand when you're shifting towards that frame of mind. Now calling a timeout with 159 left instead of running the clock. Now let's imagine uh, three scenarios. Now the first scenario is that T. Higgins picks up the um, picks up the down, right? So T. Higgins picks up the down, okay? It's uh, uh, you don't have to worry about anything. You can knee it. Now the second scenario is T. Higgins catches it or a runner runs it and it's in bounds and they stay in bounds, but, uh, but they don't pick up the first down. Now, you want the clock running in that situation because Kansas City does not have any timeouts. And you can run the clock and you can just uh, say um, P. Ryan caught it on a swing on that third down play and picked up five yards. Now, if the clock was running from before, now here's what you wanted to do. You wanted to let that clock run down to its very last second and then call a timeout after that second down play. You want to run the clock down and then call a timeout. Now, you should not be calling a timeout in that situation. You should... uh, you should drain the clock as much as humanly possible. That should be your uh, your main goal when you're in that situation. Now, Joe Burrow bailed you out with an incredible throw on uh, 3rd and 11. But we just got to be smarter about these... Um, about these mid... Uh, about these end-of-game... Um, precision things like you you cannot you you cannot the difference okay the difference between leaving Mahomes two minutes and leaving Mahomes uh like 45 seconds is astronomical is astronomical Zach needs to understand what he's working with here because we have a defense that I don't actually mind going uh, Mahomes going up against they can they can make a play, they can stop a gap, they can force a first uh, fourth down, they can ha- they can make it tough on them. Now there's not many defenses in the league that I would trust to do that against a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. But the the lesser the amount of time you leave on that, cl- like the defense can bail you out all the time, and they have been. But you have to make you have to make life as easy as possible on them. That's why I loved it when Joe Burrow had that nice long drive, and then uh, and then it just gave the defense all this time to like rest up. Because I know when our defense is rested up and has it and, and, and uh, is coming out there, 
with full energy that they're going to uh, that they're going to be a problem for even the best of quarterbacks to uh, to cut up. Right now, for the Zach Taylor report card, I would say earlier in the season it was like an F or a D, but it has been improving. Uh, and it's gone to like kind of a C. Now, I don't need an A from Zach Taylor. You have great players around you. But I need a C or a B every game. And I just want to see uh, I just want to see like him finish out a game or, fi- or finish a game perfectly without any without any mistakes. And it's been a lot better. Um, here, let me say one great thing he's done is that he's put Burrow and shotgun and uh, that is like with the offensive line playing well and Bur- you, you you figured out what's what uh, where Burrow is best at. Burrow is best at having time and assessing the situation and like and I'm a play action guy and I still think you should use play action on a uh, you you should always fake it sometimes because that just helps move the safeties up and stuff like that. You shouldn't never do play action. Uh, but, I mean, to uh, have Burrow as a standard, as a general uh, rule of thumb, to have Burrow operating out of shotgun is perfect. That adjustment from under center to shotgun was a really uh, marvelous move. And... Um, the utilization of uh, P. Ryan was it, it is an awesome move, also. And I think he, when Mixon is back, it should be more of a 50 50 split between Mixon and P. Ryan. Now, here's how I here's how I break it down, and I, w- I want to tell you how I break it down. Mixon is a back when we want one. P. Ryan is a back when we need one. That is, if you follow that as a rule of thumb. I do not think we can. Uh, uh, we can. We would be uh, for the worse with that. With that strategy, so maybe it could be like a you know a kind of fifty-fifty split where it's one series and then the other series. But it's always a football. If someone's hot, feed the hot hand, right? If Pirine's hot, feed him. If Mixon's hot, feed him. There should never be some sort of dedicated. Let's go to this, this per this amount of time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, I'm happy, you know. I got my um, I got my Bengals uh, future for the to win the Super Bowl. If you guys have been following, that is the play that we gave out at the beginning of the year. The Bengals at uh, t- uh, twenty to one minimum to win the Super Bowl. And right now they're currently 12 to 1, and it's kind of sad that they have like the Vikings and uh, San Francisco and like Philadelphia ahead of them, which is just ridiculous. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost was considering and I don't know whether this is me getting into crypto too much lately, but I was like almost FOMOing it back into the Bengals at some twelve to one because I got because I got them at twenty to one. Uh, it's like, and you know, if they win this game and uh, the Jets catch Buffalo, like Bengals will be the second uh, the second team probably. But I don't know. It's uh, 
you know, Vegas is always very, uh, you know, very weird. They're very weird with the NFL and how they're doing things. Like the Vikings are are uh, are plus two at Detroit, and the Vikings are like ten and two, and Detroit's like fucking like like five and five or four and five or some shit like that. I don't know, like. <laughs> they just do weird things, like always favoring Jacksonville also, despite the fact that they're always playing bad. And one more thing that I wanted to touch on uh, before we uh, conclude the sports uh, section of the show is um, Baker Mayfield. Now, uh, Baker Mayfield uh, hopped on the field after, you know, having a... Uh, you know, going away from the Carolina Panthers and going away with Cleveland, and now he goes and uh, comes back from a sixteen to three lead and leads his team to the victory after just getting uh, sent there that <laughs> that week. Like, um, but you know, he goes and he's like headbutting guys without his helmet on now. You know, I can kind of see, like, Sean McVay, like, reacting to this. Like, hey, Baker, man. Baker. Hey, Baker. Love the energy. I love the energy, Baker. Um, you know, just one thing, Baker. One thing, Baker. Can you can you stop trying to give yourself a concussion? Now, I mean, love the energy. Love the energy. You know, but just try not to give yourself a concussion. You know, that'd be great. That'd be great. Like, keep doing that touchdown stuff, though. Keep doing that stuff. Touchdown stuff, though, but the whole helmet to the head, the, the the head smashing into the helmet, you know, Baker's not that good. So, love the energy, Baker. Again, love the energy. Just, just, with the, with the helmet to the head stuff? No, no. <laughs> like, that, uh, like, how fucking, like, that's ridiculous. Like, he's so, like, uh... The, the guy who's wearing the helmet was just like, you know, you're going to give the guy who's wearing the helmet a concussion because he's not expecting you like a fucking, like, like a fucking mental patient to f- smash your bare head against his helmet. His neck snapped back because, like, you're so fucking, like, ridiculous. Like, <sighs> that's the thing I've, uh, that, uh, you know, is uh, about Baker. And I'm happy for Baker. I kind of was a little bit of a Baker hater before. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, he definitely is showing out, and he's definitely. I think he's got uh, more potential than a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, I think whoever had him play while injured for that year, Cleveland, and I know athletes always want to go and go and go, but that really hurt Baker's development. Uh, is uh, playing with that injured shoulder that last year in Cleveland because he was just not himself there. And seeing him, like, just always, like, uh, you know, um, struggling to throw or uh, throwing short-yarded shit, that really, uh, that really, um, that really stagnated uh, Baker's development, I think, and uh, probably should have been handled. Uh, a lot better but you know I'm happy for Baker even though I was a a little bit of a hater but I mean you know I was a hater for him at the at the number one pick that's for sure but he's definitely he's got a lot more potential than most of the other quarterbacks and you know I can kind of see uh 
see see him reaching reaching the peak of his potential and having a uh, good career. But um, yeah, first things first, maybe stop trying to give yourself a concussion. Yeah. Hey, and I got to give you guys a little bit of a, a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a sneak peek at uh, how the show might look with uh, live going on. Now, I'm just recording a quick little promo video for TikTok. Uh, as you can see, I'm wearing my Bengals uh, black uh, Joe Burrow jersey and my Bengals cap. While we're recording this, it is Joe Burrow's birthday today. It's happy birthday, Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool, whatever one want, want, want Joe you want to call this guy. But uh, yeah, this is a TikTok promo video. Check me out, TWA2K everywhere. Later. So yeah, now that we got that promo out of the way. We're good to go. I find it's always helpful to uh, record a TikTok promo. Just one thing you don't want to do, though, is, uh, and I was telling my friend uh, this, is you don't want to, um, TikTok is good because of its algorithms, and it's good because it is, uh, uh, because of how the algorithm works exactly, and um my friend uh, joined TikTok because I was on TikTok and uh, he was surprised he uploaded something at just how much uh, views and likes something gets. And that's a good thing about TikTok where it's not just like based and who gets the mo most amount of likes has the most amount of uh, plays. TikTok is um, a more randomized algorithm where if you pick something up and you start going through your TikTok there's an equal chance of your video being there as there is to uh, someone else's. And they just play videos at no uh, particular, um, at no particular bias towards uh, impressions or likes or anything like that. So it's kind of cool uh, how, how it operates as an algorithm. But I, told, I was telling my friends, the one thing you don't want to do with TikTok is be very specific about the places that you're at, make sure there's no like address signs or no signs of where you are, uh, where you are uh, at and located at the particular frame of time, especially if you're doing it live. I would say in general not to, but especially if you're doing it live because, you know, TikTok is from China and China has a, um, a more, what is this? All right, geez, my apologies, folks. There was a uh, there was a fire alarm in uh, in the building in which I am uh, currently residing. So back to where we were, uh, where we left off. So yeah, yeah, TikTok is um, you want to just be careful about the information that you're putting out there and making sure that there's no specific details about anything being uploaded because you know it's. It's ran by the Chinese uh, government, corporations, and um, the uh, government are, you know, a lot more embedded with each other than they are out here, and so <clears throat> they uh, they don't have to adhere to the same sort of, uh, you know, antitrust and uh, 
same sort of, uh, you know, cons- uh, consumer rights and rights for people and stuff because, uh, sadly, that is what happens when uh, you allow governments and businesses to <laughs> to get together and do what they want <laughs> and you don't have an alternative to change it. Um, yeah. So, anyways, the but that being said, I mean, like, uh, I should think I think that should be a rule of thumb, uh, regardless of where you're posting, is to not post specific information live about where you are doing it. I always post my shit after the fact. I'll like post it a day later or whatever. Not necessarily for this podcast because it's better off to release it as soon as possible. But I'm also not giving out specific information that you could data mine and, you know, scam off of whatever, whatever. And, like, yeah, that's the thing is just know what you're uh, working with. Like... You know, these people who go on uh, Twitter and then just try and push it to see how much hatred and uh, hate speak they can get along, uh, they can get away with. Like, I, like I'm trying to stretch for a, uh, a an analogy uh, to be able to, like, uh, qualify this. It's like, what, what do you people like do when you first buy guns? Do you try it out by shooting yourself in the head first? <laughs> like, and, and then, and then you complain about, oh, they, they, they didn't, uh, they don't have a safety mechanism in order for me to not shoot myself in the head. What, what the hell gun company? <laughs> like, cause that's the impression that I get, uh, by seeing like many people operate on social media it's like oh yeah uh, what's the most hateful thing i could possibly say on this platform and then act like uh my rights are getting violated ah who could have saw this coming so yeah the next time you see someone with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head tell them to blame the company that uh, the gun manuf- manufacturer, you know, for not putting a, uh, a safety mechanism for them to not shoot themselves in the head, because that's what, <laughs> that's what, uh, the, uh, uh, free speech absolutists are, uh, are promo- are purport- purporting on the internet. Oh, now here's a, uh, a thing I wanted to, um, uh, riff about was um good bus driver bad bus driver now uh the the good bus driver so let's start with the good one okay so i was uh so there are in there on the bus that i was taking there are these uh bus lanes and they're just for the buses uh specifically and you go uh the bus just kind of you just go on them and you have an open lane and then all the people who are stuck in traffic jams you just wave at them and say ah you're depressed and spending five hundred dollars a month to uh destroy the environment and <laughs> and you could be spending that money a lot better uh but ha, bye <laughs> have fun waiting in traffic and then uh so you go um so we are uh cruising down the bus lane right and 
there's this kind of guy who's hovering the uh, very edge of his lane. Uh, looks like he's uh, attempting to breach to wo- to go to the bus lane because he is like just on that white uh, dotted uh, uh, line uh, on the left hand side as we are uh, coming. So the bus driver is like kind of like you know he he sees this right. I'm on the in the front very front seat. In the left hand or right hand side, sorry, because the left hand sides were the driver, and I had a clear view of everything. And so uh, we're we're approaching, and the driver just has this like there are moments that pop up, and if you take mushrooms, you know about these that where uh, it's just kind of you can sense something not not bad is going to happen, but something could bad uh something bad could potentially happen and the driver is just kind of sensing this and he's like kind of like i know this motherfucker ain't about to just fucking jump uh jump out in front of me like a fucking like uh suicidal maniac and so he's kind of cr- uh, so I, I i i notice him kind of hit the hit the brake and kind of edge along a little a, li- a, a little slowly and kind of aware of like uh as as we're approaching it and I am in the front seat where this, uh, it, where uh, on the right hand side, where the car is about to, like, where the car is the most close to and about to pop out. And actually, it wasn't a car, it was a truck. It was like a, um, a roofing truck or some sort of like business, uh, uh, just a standard uh, white pickup truck, but with a business on it. I think it was roofing. Anyways, so. All of a sudden, so our driver's just edging along. All of a sudden, when uh, we're right about to pass him, boom, he fucking darts out and hits the uh, bus lane to try and get through to the left turn lane quicker, which is a tactic of a lot of uh, moronic uh, drivers in Toronto. And so he, and our bus driver, knew this was a possibility that it was going to happen based on uh, how that uh, how that close that driver was and how he was uh, moving and stuff like this. He, he calculated it as a uh, potential to happen. And that's all life is about, folks. It's about potentials, possibilities, and probabilities. This, while it wasn't, it was like a 5%, it was still up there. It was still up there. Uh, And so the bus driver stopped. The bus driver uh, got on his radio, made a report that of exactly what happened. And like, I mean, there's no more of a boss way that you can uh, that you could have handled the situation. And, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that Canadians say sorry and thank you too much. And uh, I reserve my thank yous and my sorries for times where I really genuinely mean them. Because you shouldn't just say these as like verbal vomit coming out of your mouth to just kind of, oh, hey, you know, it's just, it means nothing. So when I went, uh, when I was leaving on the bus, I said, hey, you handled that situation uh, about as good as you possibly could have so thank you very very much because i was in the i was in the uh 
the right-hand seat where the driver would have smashed into had he uh, had he decided to go through. Our bus driver, when he when he popped through and he did run through, stopped and uh, honked to the horn at him, and he still said "fuck you" and and, and passed. But you know who knows if that would have uh, you know. Um, Nobody's wearing seatbelts on the bus, and if a uh, you know if it comes at the you, you just never know, and that's where I want to transition into the bad driver uh, section of uh, the uh, the bad bus driver section of this is that a bus driver that I can't stand is a bus driver who like acts like he doesn't know if that there are people without seatbelts on the goddamn bus like they are very jerky they are very uh finicky they stop quick they accelerate quick like you do know there are literally people not wearing seatbelts in this in this fucking vehicle like at a certain point you have to go through a yellow you can't fucking uh slam the uh your foot to the emergency brake because fucking people are gonna fucking like die fucking breaking their neck flying forward so yeah uh do realize there are people on your bus not wearing seatbelt and uh Adjust your driving accordingly, uh, as if that needs <laughs> it needs to be said at all. There's another situation where um, where uh, this was kind of in between both of those. So we're approaching a intersection, and there's a guy who looks like very neo-Nazi who is on the road, just walking on the road. And he's in the middle of the road, and he's trying to get the bus to slow down for him to get on. And it's not a proper bus stop. It's the middle of a goddamn intersection, right? And so she honks at him. So first mistake is honking at him. Because he knows what he's doing. Like, unless he's blackout drunk, he knows what he's doing. And he's trying to start shit. And so he tries to get on the bus. And she's not letting him on the bus. So he uh, he's just there and fucking like walking in the, in, in the middle of a goddamn highway and pissing people off. So she honks at him first, pisses him off, gets him to try and uh, like get, in, get onto our bus to do God knows what. She doesn't fucking open the door for him. Thank fuck. But you started that situation by honking at him. And she didn't finish it because she didn't report. She didn't radio. She didn't uh, say, hey, there's a fucking uh, uh, Nazi punk lunatic in the middle of fucking uh, the street uh, uh, trying to fight vehicles. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I decided to honk at him, but that was as far as I would go. Uh, like... It, you know, if you're going to honk at him and piss him off, why aren't you not reporting it? Like, he should be off of the road, but, you know, you're just going to uh, you're, you're gonna honk at him, piss him off, and then leave, and then not report that there's an insane lunatic fucking... Uh, so, that was a bit of a... That was a bit of a... Every single decision she made was wrong. I would have just drove by him, radioed in, say, hey, uh, there's a... Uh, there There's a potential Nazi... Uh, a 100% punk on 
in in the middle of a highway uh, on yada yada in yada yada place, and uh, we need somebody here immediately so that he doesn't uh, die getting run over or uh, you know jack someone's car. Please and thank you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was kind of a little mix of both. So you, this is. Uh, and it's the same thing as the coaching we were telling about is how do you react in pressure situations like that uh, pressure situations really matter and what you do inside of them. A lot of people, a lot of people get um, get tense and they shrink and they uh, back away from their uh, principles and stuff when uh, when shit starts getting intense. Right. All right. Another thing that. Uh, is like been pissing me off lately is that people don't I don't know whether this is it's a new thing or what but like people don't understand uh how to use a word respectively like um so for instance I see I, I see a lot on Twitter where uh somebody is saying something and they say it respectively but it means like they're trying to say it in terms of like oh I respect your opinion, but that's not that's that's not what uh, the word respectively is for. Respectively is for uh, you know uh, so this season's uh, pa- uh, top passing leaders are um, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and uh, Tom Brady. Then you say respectively because respectively indicates that. That is the order in which they are. That that is not a random order. That one, two, and three uh, is the order that they that they are ranked currently. So, just a uh, just a little stay woke on uh, on that, everybody. Um, stay woke on your use of the word respectively. If it's R E S P E C T ively, then no, you're using it wrong. If it is one, two, three, Ivly, then you're good to go. Quick little, uh, quick little rule of thumb there. And uh, also, um, I wanted to promote the use of, without mentioning any specific company, uh, I wanted to say that, you know, Regardless of what happens, like normally I'm a late to the bandwagon type of guy. I want to see the, uh, you know, side effects of use of something prior to really getting into it. But wireless headphones are one of those things where I'm going to bite the bullet on that. Uh, (laughs) Wireless headphones. um, And it started with me getting a phone. That does not have a jack for headphones, and I was perfectly comfortable getting the uh, headphones with the jack. But I, I I had a phone, and it just wouldn't support that, so I had to get wireless headphones. Now, first, I got the earbuds, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. But I lost those too quickly <laughs> because they're just fucking earbuds, right? So, uh. This, the next ones I got, which were recommended uh, to me by a friend of mine, were the ones that like have the ear support. And can I just say, wireless headphones are a life-changing invention for me. 
I can just ignore all the bullshit that's happening around me and do my shit and, you know, get, you know, get my stuff done and just listen and listen to people as I want to listen to them. Oh, he's saying something to me. Oh, wait, wait, pause. Okay. What do you have to say to me? <laughs> you know, it's, they're just like, I cannot say enough good about them. And, you know, oh, well, people weren't railing about earbuds before. Now, oh, yeah, wireless headphones, they're, they're uh, going to ruin your hearing. But they weren't saying shit about earbuds before. It's, because, it's probably because they're the people who are talking to the people who are wearing the, the wireless headphones. But, you know, I have to say, if, um, if, uh, wireless headphones or earbuds are uh destroying my hearing they're not working fast enough uh <laughs> you know i i uh you know i have to uh, i hear every little fucking uh speck of bullshit people be uh talking about the only difference is if i got a sick song playing in my ears while i'm doing it all right Ladies and gentlemen, it's been great, but that's about all the time I got for you. I am actually going to be celebrating my birthday today. My birthday isn't till Wednesday, but, you know, when it's a Wednesday, you either got to pick the weekend before or the weekend after. Because ain't nobody coming out in a, uh, you know, middle of December uh, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. So you got to pick a weekend, and we picked this weekend. And I just happened to have my friends be able to come on for this day, which also happens to be Joe Burrow's birthday, which is why I'm wearing his jersey. So whether you're a Burrow, whether you're a TWA2K follower or not, whatever, December babies, we rule. I know it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was the world according to Kyle podcast. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.